1: ny or text hope ny in new
2: york welcome back to another episode of Berminology on letterman row i'm your host jeremy birmingham you can call me berm or jeremy or whatever you want with me today is reed carrico ohio state's top in-state linebacker target in the class of 2021 uh, from ironton not portsmouth we've had this conversation before yeah. reed thanks for being on the show i appreciate you taking some time uh you know i know it's been a busy few weeks for you getting back in the swing of school and football how is football going for you uh, in the start of your junior season
3: uh football is going pretty good for us right now we had a, a big rivalry win week one and uh going into some other rivalry games like play russell this week we've played them every year for like 30 years um looking for a big win there they started off 2-0 and they haven't had a close game so far so we're looking for a win there um got Ashland in two weeks. We've played them for like 100 years and uh, that'll be a big rivalry game too. So got pretty stout um, like beginning of our schedule and looking for some big wins and uh, gather our computer points while we can.
2: As a football player would you prefer to start the season that way with like boom 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 against the the toughest guys you're going to play all year or would you rather kind of ease into it?
3: I would rather probably ease into it and have like the better challenges, like the most steep challenges at the end of the season. You
2: just just after you get your legs under you and all that, a little bit.
3: Yeah, and uh, just to make sure that we haven't regressed any, maybe you know what I mean. Like play the best teams at the end of the season, so we know that we are firing on all c- cylinders when we um, like reach the playoffs.
2: A lot of people, I think, read. I mean, they think about Ironton and, and, and cities and towns like yours that. They don't really think a lot about football in those areas I mean it's very rare for Ohio State to recruit a player from your area what does that meant to to your hometown to have um, the the recruiting world sort of f- focus on you as much as it has in the last few months and um, you know how are you adjusting to that new sort of celebrity
3: um, to be honest with you I don't really like pay attention to it that much you know my job is just to just to play football and win games and lead my team. So, I mean, I don't really get too wrapped up in it. Uh, I know I'm probably a a role model to a lot of people, you know, but I'm just the same as they are. You know, I was raised just the same in a small town in Southern Ohio on the river and hopefully they don't think that I'm like the Lord and Savior or something like that of this town because I'm not. I mean, there's been a lot of players that have played here at my high school that have been recruited. Probably just as serious as I have, and went on to have good college careers. I mean, we got um, a uh, we got a running back that went to Duke. George who's in the Hall of Fame. Played for the Bears. You know, one of the best players ever. Maybe right. I mean, I mean one of the most like underrated football players ever because he played so long ago. But you know, I mean, it's just it's a big football town down here. And uh, right now, I mean, it's it's good for our town to have all the publicity and stuff like that. But when it all comes down to it, it's about winning football games.
2: You are, what, 6'3", 230-some pounds, linebacker. Uh, what is it that schools have seen, Ohio State, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, all these teams that have all of a sudden started to, to, to come calling. What is it that they saw um, on tape for you this past spring to to make this all happen? Uh,
3: to be honest with you, I think it's more like my like just raw athletic ability and – the effort that I play with on every play is probably why they recruit me. I mean, my size probably has something to do with it, um, but I think it's it's all about like the mental aspect of how I play and how I approach things and how I'm a leader, things like that. You know, I mean, I don't I don't think it's. Um, I mean, my sophomore season, I was not like the most um, what's the word for it, like fundamentally sound player, but I got the job done. You know, right. and it's just uh, I think that they see my my frame, and they think that they can do more with me. So,
2: where does that frame that come from? Do you have family background of, of athletes? I mean, where do you where does a six foot three, two hundred thirty pound, sixteen year old come from?
3: Well, I have. I'm related to a big like web portion of our family, and they were all like six five, six six guys, and they're just huge men, you know. And they were all athletes, like. Uh, my great uncle Earl Webb holds the record in the MLB for like the most doubles in a season. Oh, wow. So uh, I come from pretty good stock.
2: <laughs> what? How? You know, for a guy like yourself, I mean, I, I don't get the impression that you generally love this recruiting stuff. I mean, I, I, I it's sort of a necessary evil, I guess. Um, this summer, you you went to Ohio State one day for a camp. Um, you were dealing with some some health issues that kept you off the, the field that day from working out. You got to hang out with Bobby Carpenter and a few guys like that at Ohio Stadium, you know, around the the campus that day. What was that? What has this all been like for you to to sort of take in, and how are you handling it now that you know you're back to school, back to football? That we're past that September first date where anyone can contact you. You know, is it gonna get? Has it started to get overwhelming?
3: Uh, No, not really. I mean, I I think I'm handling it pretty good. trying not to get too wrapped up in it, you know, just focus on my team and my guys, because as of right now, I'm not an Ohio State Buckeye or a a Kentucky Wildcat or anything like that, you know, I'm I'm just an Iron Fighting Tiger as of right now, and that's all I've really been focused on, been focused on winning high school football games at the moment and getting the grades, and I think everything will work itself out.
2: Recruiting, however, as I said, I mean, this is a necessary evil, it's sort of the the world we live in right now—the internet, Twitter, Huddle—all these things make you somebody that people are paying attention to. I, I can tell you. I mean, I've spoken to to Kyle McCord and Ben Crispin and, and Jack Sawyer and all those guys. And when you ask them who who are they recruiting, the only guy they always say is Reed Carico. Reed Carico. We have to get Reed Carico. Is there any sort of pressure to stay home, or, and how easy is it to to push that off to the side and say, you know, I'm going to have to examine? All the options for me out there uh,
3: I mean being in Ohio you know and coming from an area where football is really the only sport that matters there's there's a certain amount of pressure you know a lot of people want me to go to Ohio State but I mean there's also some people who want me to go to UK I mean I live down here on the river basically Kentucky right so and, I
2: mean, and you have and your coach has a bunch of Michigan state ties correct Yes he does. So, so you've been up to, to East Lansing and you're very close with the Michigan State staff and you know there's a lot of things that you're learning right now I assume that you maybe a year ago would have never imagined that you're having these conversations. Yeah
3: actually it's funny because uh, I was I felt like I had a really good sophomore season and it was about January and I hadn't been recruited really by anybody except Marshall, but I mean they're like thirty minutes down the road, you know. And I was talking to my dad about it. I was like, I was like, Dad, I gotta step it up a notch or something like that, you know, because I'm a nobody, you know what I mean? Right. And then my two months later,
2: it's you're an everybody, really right? Completely and
3: different, you
2: know. Uh, I mean, you've we've talked uh, before about Cade Stover, a guy like Cade who comes from a small town in Ohio who grew up on the farm and and how you guys sort of gelled. I mean, have you had conversations with guys like Cade in the last few months about what this is all about?
3: Um, I haven't really talked to Cade that much. I've talked to, to Jack and Ben and guys like that. Like, we got we have a group chat, you know, like the recruits for Ohio State, you know, that we talk about and we'll talk about. Um you know, like what would, like a bunch of what ifs, right? You know, if we all come together and team up or whatever in Columbus,
2: stuff like that. So this weekend, Ohio State played Cincinnati. You went to the game. You have a lot of these types of visits ahead of you, I think. Um, what is it that you're looking for the most when you visit a college uh, during the season? Because obviously, you're you're seeing something totally different than you do during a summertime visit. I'm looking for a place
3: that's kind of like my hometown. You know, I'm looking for diehard fans who are always going to stick it out no matter what to come see you play, but they're like, I don't know, like kind of like civil, you know what I mean? Like nothing nothing crazy, but good fans, a good fan base, and good football, you know? It's got to have that energy and that like vibe to it or whatever to make me want to come.
2: What's been your initial impression of uh, Al Washington at Ohio State in the, in the few conversations you've been able to have with him so far?
3: Um, really energetic guy, a lot like myself. Uh, seems like he was a really aggressive player like myself at one point. I don't really know much about him as far as his playing career, but uh, high-energy guy, you know, seems like a guy that is going to push you to the limit, and he's going to make you – a better player than what you were when you were a freshman or whatever and came in.
2: When, when first time I talked to you back in the, you know, late spring, the intention that you had you told me was that you, you'd hope to have a decision made by the start of your junior season. That's passed yep. a couple, a couple of weeks ago. You said maybe end of the season could be in the middle of the season. How, how do you see that decision being formulated? Like, I mean, is there a, is there just a, I'm going to wake up one day and know I, I, I've got it, I've got it figured out. Is there a checklist somewhere? Is there a group, you know, um, conversation with your family? How do you figure all this out? Um, so that you can put this behind you and focus on playing football, which I, like I said, I get the impression that's just what you'd prefer to do. Um,
3: I guess you could say there's kind of a checklist, uh, it's kind of funny, like the, the time period that I started getting recruited or whatever. I hadn't had the opportunity to go on a visit and see people on game day, so I haven't got to experience that. And uh, I've actually never been to a uh, live Ohio State game besides the spring game. But anybody who doesn't live under a rock knows that is not the same animal, right? You know. So um, that, that's kind of that's kind of a, a checklist for me. That's kind of like. Um, like, going to see schools, that's kind, of, kind of like the last box, you know, to see what, what's really going on there.
2: Well, I mean, like I said, I know that Ohio State recruits are, are talking about you and to you, and, and you're sort of the guy that they want to make sure that it doesn't get out of Ohio. As an Ohioan, was there somebody growing up at Ohio State that you used to watch and that you would, you know, try to model your game after now?
3: It's actually kind of funny. The, the guy that I would model my game after is probably Carlos Hyde on the offensive
2: okay. side of the ball. So, I mean, you do you prefer to, to hit people on the offensive side of the ball? I just like to hit. <laughs> that's that's about it. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I feel like uh, playing
3: college football. I'd enjoy dishing out punishment more so than uh, absorbing some of it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: the guys get a lot bigger. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for that transition? I mean, not to disparage your Ironton or anywhere else, but high school football is obviously a a huge difference, right? Yeah. How are you preparing yourself for that transition? Obviously, you still have two years of high school football left, but what are you doing now to get yourself ready for that next level? Um,
3: I'm getting bigger, I'm getting faster. Not so much right now, you know, because we're in the season. It's hard to get that done during the season. Really, you're kind of at a maintain stage right Mm -hmm. now, you know. Um, But right now, really what I'm trying to work on is working on, like, my knowledge of the game and having, like, a great pre-snap so I know where the ball is going to go. Just working on, like, football IQ stuff, you know, which I, I I have pretty good football IQ, but I want it to be, like, a
2: mastermind or something, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's what separates you. That's what's going to get you on the field as a freshman. So, Exactly. Listen, Reed, I, I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate you so much joining us and, and talking uh, your recruiting and, and football down there in Ironton. And and thanks for joining this episode of Bermanology on Letterman Row. For Reed Carrico, I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament.